Tell somebody this is church. Oh, tell somebody this is church. You know, if you can't have fun in the presence of God, I wonder where you can have fun. Hallelujah. That is why David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord because I know that in the presence of the Lord, there is liberty. If you have liberty in this place, give the Lord a shout. Oh, I said, give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Joshua chapter 24, verse number 14 and 15. The Bible says that now therefore fear the Lord. Serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. If it seems evil to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Whether you serve the gods of your, that your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Hallelujah. I want us to say the last statement together. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Hallelujah. We are still talking about wisdom. And I want to talk today on the topic I entitled the wisdom of serving the Lord with your whole heart. The wisdom of serving the Lord with your whole heart. How many have done something you thought was very, very clever and wise? And in the end, it came out to be very foolish. Give me a wave. When you were doing it, you thought it was very wise. And when you did it, it made sense at the time. But afterwards, it, it, it transpired that it was the most foolish action you had taken. Hallelujah. You know, wisdom is only from God. Wisdom is what God says. Because he sees the end from the beginning. If you can see the end of a thing from the beginning, then you can work, work wisely. You can work and do the wise things. Because you can tell what is going to happen afterwards. Amen. That is why Job says that with the ancient, in Job chapter 40, he said, with the ancient is wisdom. Because they've been around for a while. And they've seen some foolish turns. And they can almost tell the outcome of something before it's done. So they appear to be wise. Hallelujah. But here was the case that um, Brother Joshua was about to give the final speech, or he was giving the final speech to the Israelites after he had settled them in the promised land. And he said to them his final words. How many know that final words of anybody is very important? Final words are very, very important. The final words that Prophet Joshua said to the to Israel was that listen if you want to serve other gods you are free to do that but I will counsel you and I will advise you that you choose this day to serve the Lord if you decide not to serve the Lord as for me and my house 
we have made a resolution that we are going to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. As for CICC and our church, we have decided that we are going to serve the Lord because it has turned out to be the wisest decision we have ever made. I don't know about you, but had it not been for the Lord on my side, I don't think I'll be here today. I would not have been here today. And I thank God that God has given me a name that is Jesus at the mention of which every knee bows. Hallelujah. And every tongue confess to the glory of God. Amen. Brothers, I want us to understand that serving God, serving God is not an option. It is our life's decision. It's the essence of our lives. Amen. It's not an option. It is not an option. Serving God is not an option. And not just serving God, but serving God with your whole heart. Not serving God in a very relaxed way. Serving God, you know, it's like you are very pas a passionate person when you are supporting your team. Even when they are not doing well, you are still supporting them. Even when, uh, please, allow me to preach. Do you have a problem? Even when your team is not doing well, you spend so much money, you go into the cold stadium and you sing and shout even though you know you'll be beaten. And you are shouting and you are dancing and you are shouting and, uh, and, and uh, just cheering and you know and at the end you are beating. The next two, three days after, there's another game and you go again. Knowing that it won't be well. You are very passionate. You are very passionate when it comes to other things. But as soon as it comes to God, you say it doesn't take all that. You become reserved. You become cool. You become very, very, you know, uh, diplomatic and you want to show us that you, you know how to order yourself and comport yourself. Come on, get it off that, that high horse. Serve God like you, you are crazy. I say, serve God like you are crazy. Ah, I didn't hear somebody say that. Serve God like you are crazy. Yeah. Why should you serve God as if you are crazy? Number one, serve God as if you are crazy because you are young. Yeah. Age is nothing but the number, huh? Isn't that right? Yeah. But in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 1, the Bible says, Remember now your creator. In the days of your youth, remember God in the days of your youth. In the times that you still have life and vitality. That because the days are drawing near. The evil days are coming. The difficult days are coming. When you have no pleasure in them. Which means that in those days your passion will cease. Your zest for life will cease. The strength you have will not be there. How many have when you sit down and you stand up quickly sometimes you feel a twitch 
Uh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. A few, a few people, a few people. The rest of you don't know what I'm talking about. But you just stay around for a while. It will come. Sometimes it's like you're, you're trying to do something. You take a step and go, mm, then you go like that. Wait. <laughs> wait, wait. And then you try to gently find a place to put your foot. Because you don't know how it will feel to the waist. It will come. Don't worry. It is coming. It's also a day. I, I used to really trust in my eyesight. I don't care how far the thing is. I can read. And I still trust in my eyesight. I have very good eyesight. But occasionally, some words don't make sense as I'm looking at them. Because he says that verse 2. Verse 2. Quickly. Oh, are you asleep? While the sun and the light and the moon and the stars are not darkened. See, the sun, the moon, and the stars that he's talking about are your eyesight. When the day is bright, you can see everything. But as you are seeing, it will turn into darkness. Where it becomes gradual. You know, darkness falls gradually. Gradually, it's, get, it's getting darker. It, things are getting ble- blurry. And then as the, it gets darker and darker, you can't see anything. As beautiful and as sharp as these eyes are, it will get to a point where you can't see anything. So now that you can see, see properly. Oh, I said see properly. The days are not that the clouds do not return after rain. Verse 3. In the day where the keepers of the house tremble. Do you know who the keepers of the house is? The keepers, the muscles that keeps your frame. That keeps you upright. It's not weak, so you can still stay upright. Have you not realized that the older you get, then you start getting bent? Bent and bent before, uh, before you start holding a, a stick and you can't work properly because the keepers are trembling. And the strong men bow down. When the grinders, the word grinders, the teeth, the thing that grind food for you to eat. When the grinders cease because there are few in your mouth. Ah, you didn't like that. The grinder sees because there are few in your mouth. I heard somebody say that when the grinders get few, I'll get dentures. <laughs> because they are few and those who look through the windows grow dim. Can't see properly. Those days are coming. Now that those days are not yet here, remember your creator. Remember your creator. Go to verse 4. When the doors are shut in the street. Say, oh, there's a party. No, I don't feel like. Let's go to a party. Let's go and dance. Me dance in this state. <laughs> and the sound of grinding is low. Sound of chewing gets low. 
can't you meet again? When one, <laughs> one, ri- one rises up at the sound of a bed. See, old people don't sleep very, very good. They wake up very, very early. When the bed starts chirping, they are up. See, young people can sleep 12 hours, 8 hours. You sleep and sleep and sleep and sleep. When you get old, anywhere you lie hurts. You lie this side, it hurts. You lie that side, it hurts. You lie the back, it hurts. You lie the front, it hurts. Nobody will tell you to get up. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? It is the best time to start serving the Lord wholeheartedly. How many of you know that passion drives and keeps you doing that thing for a long time? If you lose passion quickly, you will lose interest very quickly. Uh, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. If you lose passion quickly, you will get tired easily. The reason why a lot of people can't stay married for a long time is that they lose passion. Yeah. They lose passion quickly. Before you realize, the person is annoying you. Yeah. Whatever you call it is fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've been married to my girlfriend for 25 years. Yeah. And I haven't lost the passion. Yeah. And that we can sit and gossip and sit and gossip for a long time. Because the passion. Because you see, if you are not passionate, eh, it won't it won't take long. You get you lose interest. Those who really support teams for a long time are the diehard people. There are some people when they start losing, they, they switch off. They don't they don't even they, when the team is playing, they as if they don't know it's the team is playing. I'm standing here for a reason. <laughs> yeah. so, some people will change teams some say that now nah, I'm not interested in football anymore because you don't have passion say now nah, so I'm ten- a tennis fan who told you a tennis fan hallelujah am I talking to somebody you need to have passion to serving God. You need a passion. The wisdom of serving God wholeheartedly is God is going to keep you serving God for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you serve God, you know you are half-hearted. You are you come in today. We see you tomorrow. We don't see you. You are here today. You are not here to, to uh, tomorrow. You will not last long. No, you will not last long. You will not survive. Hallelujah. I started serving God when I was young, before I became a teenager. And in those days, we're crazy, crazy. Jump on a bus and preach. Preach from one end of the station to the other, then preach again and preach again. Preach, 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 preach. That's all. We knew like three verses. And that's what the sermon was about. Romans, Romans 3, 23, Romans 6, 23, John 3, 16, then box with Romans 10, 10, 
Then find First uh, uh, John 1, 9. Just box it with that. Hey, we are set. Ready to preach. Yeah. Those who were not, who thought were fanatical at the time, today they don't serve God. Because those days, it's been a while. It's been a while. The guys who at the time we thought they were serving God, they don't serve God today. When they see people going to get we have I've seen it before, we've done it all before. We used to. Hallelujah. But if you start strong and hard. You will last long. Hallelujah. So a lawyer came to Jesus in Matthew 23. A lawyer came to Jesus and said to Jesus, how can I stay in this game for a long time? And Jesus said that you shall serve the law with your whole heart. Hallelujah. You shall serve the Lord with your whole heart. Someone say, I'm going to serve the Lord. Matthew 22, sorry. 22 verse 35. Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him and saying, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord with your, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and the great commandment. Hallelujah. This is the first and the great commandment. Serving the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. All your passion. Have you not realized those who generally have the resolution that I'm going to go to the gym. Going to go get fit. We are going to get fit this year. We are going. They go. They one. They two. They three. They start feeling aches and pains. Then they start thinking. By before Valentine's, they've stopped going to the gym. Uh, how many know what I'm talking about? Because the passion was not there. Say, they will say, I, 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 I'm going to start eating healthy. Say, I want to be a vegan. Until they are invited to a barbecue. Then they say, okay, I'm going to, today's my cheat day. My cheat day. I'm going to cheat today. I'm going to cheat today and tomorrow I'll get it right. And then after the barbecue, there's a, a, friend, a girlfriend's um, birthday. By the third birthday, they are they, they forgot about vegan. Sometimes they'll eat a lot of meat and put a lot of salad to tell their mind that. <laughs> Hallelujah. How many understand what I'm saying? You see, you need the wisdom of longevity is passion. Passion, your whole heart, your whole mind. CIC, I came to tell you, you need to serve God passionately. Am I talking to somebody? Passion. 
passion. Passion. Not, not, not just being, you know, I am in, but I, listen, let, let's take our time. Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40, 28. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the, of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. God never faints. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. May God increase your strength today. I say may God increase your strength today. May God increase your passion today. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But those that wait on the law shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Listen, this Christian race is a race. That, and if it's a race, you have to run. And if you have to run, you have to exert energy. And if you have to exert energy, you'll get to a place where you feel like giving up. How many have done a run before? Do two minutes. I decided that I was going to start running. Don't laugh at me. Don't look at me. It's funny. I decided that, uh, so I, I decided I was going to get help. And there's a, an app somewhere says that couch to 5,000. Yeah, five, couch to 5K. So I started doing that. The first, they make you walk and then you run two minutes. Then you walk and then run one minute. And uh, the first day I did it, I was like, ah, this is not this, this walk, run. I got tired, I got bored because I like to be, if I'm doing, let's do it. So I said, I'm going to forget it. The next day I tried to do without the walk, run, walk. I ran three minutes. I said, hey, you know, <laughs> I have something more important to do. <laughs> Let's go back. I realized I had to go back to the app. So I was doing the app. Before I realized, I was doing five minutes run. Before I realized, I was doing ten minutes run. Before I knew it, I was doing... 15 minutes run. Before I knew it, I was doing 5K. 30 minutes. Non-stop. Hallelujah. Because if you rely on your youthfulness, it will only take you so far. If you rely on the fact that you have friends around you who are encouraging you to go to church, so you'll be doing that, you can only go so far. When your friends leave, when you finish uni and you have to be on your own, your youthfulness will not carry you. Hallelujah. So you need to learn to wait on the Lord. You need to have that passion that will drive you. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? You need a passion to drive you. Amen. Without that passion, you will not do well. That is why this is the time for you to start preaching on the streets. Knocking on doors. Don't worry about who looks at you funny. Because you are buying your future. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. I said you are buying your future. Yeah. 
it's time for us to get crazy for the Lord. Oh, I say it's time for us to get crazy for the Lord. Because you heard Pastor Glass saying, some people, everybody's crazy. Some are crazy for music. Some are crazy about food. Some are crazy about clothes. Some are crazy about girls. Some are crazy about boys. They say girls like boys. No, boys like girls. But girls like boys more than boys like girls. You didn't understand it. If you don't get it. What sort of church is this? <laughs> Hallelujah. It is time for us to serve God passionately. Number two, the reason why you must serve God passionately is because this gospel, this gospel was given to us on the blood of people who had to serve God till death. Some were cooked in hot oil. This type of church we have now that you casually come in, casually go. In those days, it's like, are you a Christian? If you say you're a Christian, you're going to death. If you say you're not a Christian, you can live. In some countries, even now, if you're a Christian, you're a target to be killed. We don't have that stress. We can serve God anyhow, even on the streets. And we've decided to be casual. We've decided to be passive. We've decided that we'll not do it. We are very, very diplomatic about our faith. It's because you don't understand the price that has been paid. And you see, this price is a relay. Am I making sense? Every relay is dependent on the person who has the button at the time. If that person is, becomes lazy, you will all lose. I remember my daughter was in a relay race many years ago. And they, 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 there were four girls. Three of them were very, very athletic. So the first girl took the button and started running. Running. It's like you have to go to the end and come back. The first girl went, came. The second girl went. It came. So by the time the second girl was coming back, the rest of the, the people were now going while she was coming. Because she was that far ahead of them. They had loved them. Then they gave it to another girl. I think she didn't get the memo that it was a 400 meter race. She started. And then all the parents were standing at the side. They ran, ran, ran. Oh, before you realized, everybody had come to pass. And she was like, and then she came and gave the battle to my daughter. My daughter was so angry. She didn't want her to run. What kind of nonsense is this? But that's what happens in the relay race. You are as good as the one who has a battle. 
So it doesn't matter how fast our fathers have run the Christian race till today. If we are like that girl and we are slacking in our Christianity, the next generation have no chance. Am I talking to somebody? I think the girl was called Halima. Some, I think, yeah, I think she was called Halima. Halima was like that. Oh, people have run. Three have gone before you run so well. And it's your time. Took the bathroom. I see there was, I see she was in the bathroom. I said, ah. So I was asking, who put this girl in this team? Today, God is asking, are you Halima? Oh, you don't, you don't like that. Is there a Halima in the Christian race? Are we the Halimas of the Christian race? Because now it's like, hey, don't come and bother me. I have stress. I have issues. Um, you'll be sitting in church and you're on the phone because somebody's giving you stress. So you don't understand. Uh, this Christianity business, we'll do it, but you just listen. You're Halima. Like, why, why was the fasting all of you running so quickly? Just relax. We'll get there. <laughs> Is it not this, this poor? We'll get there at some point. <laughs> I could see the parents of Halima were so embarrassed because the rest of us were very, you know, I had left work to come and support my daughter to win this race. And I promised her that after the race, when she wins, we are going to McDonald's. So she had encouraged her friends. The first three were very quick. The first two were quick. Wait. The other one went. Halima got her button. The, the other girl is very, very lanky. Very lanky girl. And she was, she's, I mean, she's the quickest. She, had the, she was the one who loved them. And got that button, baby. Okay. Uh, what am I supposed to do again? <laughs> pains, pains. <laughs> Q U M E, pains. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are we going to be the Halimas? Run as if there's no urgency. How many know that the attractiveness of Christianity is not in the Bible, it's in, on us and our behavior? What makes Christianity attractive to the next generation is how we live our Christianity. You are in church, but you're also in a nightclub. You are in the house of God, but you are known in a crack house. Oh, you don't want me to go there. Ah, you're preaching nicely now. You have spoiled the message. Ah, I'm not afraid of you. You know that. Your, 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 your Christianity is very questionable. It's not attractive. It doesn't challenge anybody. Halima's race didn't challenge anybody. 
Everybody was bored. It's like, I don't, uh, it's like, in the end, like, all the parents, we started, you know, trying to cheer on. By the time we realized that she wasn't budging, we all decided that this thing is not interesting. So, her parents were so embarrassed because she had let all of us down. She was the only one who was unconcerned. She wasn't really bothered. When, when she came back after, like, five minutes after the race was finished, there's, there's Halima coming. She was not bothered. I made a nonsense of the whole thing. Are we making a nonsense of the, 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 the sacrifices that the ancient men of old have paid? They said uh, John Wesley rode a horse the length and breadth of the United Kingdom so much that his leg became a bow leg. Oxford to Newcastle, Oxford just preaching all the time. That he became like this, was walking like this. To preach. You live two doors away, you can't come to church. Halima. Say, so watch online. You know, this building, this building was built by 90 to 23-year-olds. We have the list of the names of the people who built this building. Young people, 90 to 23-year-olds. And they used to walk to, how many know where the Kirkstall Abbey is? The quarry. The quarry is down like maybe two miles, a mile and a half down that way. And they go and carry stones. Stones. They didn't use blocks. They didn't use bricks. Stones from the quarry. Carry it all the way from the quarry up here to build this building. I think about 63 of them. I have the list. I have... we. There's a plaque downstairs. One day I'll bring, if I, we have to bring it back and put it back here. Okay, it used to be on this side of the wall. Everyone's name is on that board. That's the price people paid to build a building like this. And it's now our turn. What are we going to do? Are we going to build more? Are we going to put the same energy or we are going to let the button down? I don't know whether I'm challenging somebody here. But they didn't know us when they were building this building. But they built passionately. So we have a building today. And we don't know who is coming behind us. But we have to continue with the same passion so that they will also have something to believe in. Something to use. Hallelujah. If we don't, there won't be any place for them. Hallelujah. The church that was inside here, they were not running hard enough. So at the point, they were left with nine church members and they could not 
heat the place up, pay the bills. So they just walked away and left the building and sold it to us and left because they were halimes. We may have a little passion today, but if we, drew, if we drop that passion, it's only a matter of time. We will also finish. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? So the wisdom is to build on the passion. The wisdom is to carry on serving the Lord with everything we have. With all our heart, with all our mind, with all our passion. Serve God. Number three reason why we need to serve God passionately is because God is a rewarder. God is a rewarder. In Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, the Bible says that God is a rewarder of those who seek him diligently. Ah, you didn't hear that. The, the key word is not just seeking him, but the key word is diligence. Is the is the adjective is the adjective that's qualifying the whole the type of seeking. Having or showing care. Consciousness in one's work. Consciousness. Of what you are doing. Being diligent. God, you see, without faith, it's impossible to please him. For who comes to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently, consciously seek him. People that seek God with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their minds. Not people who are casual. So when you remember, you read your Bible. When you remember, you come to church. When all things being equal and there is no uh, business, there's no rain, when you don't have, you know, much uh, to do on your hands, then you go to church. No. No. It's like, I don't have, I don't have good clothes. My clothes are in the wash. I can't go to church tomorrow. I'll go next week. Oh, my hair. I, I have to go and do my hair today. So, it's going to take eight hours. So, You don't like what I'm saying. If you are going to serve God, there's a scripture I want you to look at. In uh, Job chapter 1 verse 9. Now, Satan came to say to God, when God said to Job, uh, Satan, have you considered my servant Job? How there's none like him? How nobody serves me like him? Satan said something to God. Satan said, has Job, does Job serve thee for not? Is it not because you have blessed him? Give me the original King James. That Job fear God for not, that means for nothing. Hast thou not made an hedge about him and about his house and about all that he has on every side 
Thou hast blessed the work of his hands and the substance that he has has increased in the land. There is profit in serving God diligently. Job served God diligently. Even Satan knew. Even Satan knows that when you seek God diligently, he increases and rewards you. How come you don't know? Even Satan knows. He does reward diligently. In Psalm 37, David says, I have been young. Now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread. God will not abandon you. Hallelujah. God will not abandon you. But you have to seek him with your heart. You have to be passionate about your seeking. Pastor doesn't have to chase you all the time before you go to church. He's calling you because you are hit and miss. Can't trust that you'll be in church today. Has to start calling you from Thursday. If he wants to see you on Sunday. Thursday he has to call you. Friday he has to visit you. Sunday, he has to bring a powder and put it on your face before you come. Give you incentives. No. No. As for you, you are not Halima, you are somebody else. <laughs> Am I talking to somebody? No, 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 no. You don't need that. You need to learn to serve God passionately because He rewards. God rewards. I say God rewards. When you serve God, God rewards you. He makes sure that you are safe. And everything that is concerning you is saved. Job's, uh, Satan said that you have made a hedge around him. By his serving you, you made a hedge around him. So that anything that he throws at you doesn't come it doesn't hit you. Anything God is throwing at you doesn't hit you because you are protected. See, sometimes you don't realize the amount of protection you have because you haven't endured the thing. You haven't experienced the thing, so you can't see it. Hallelujah. But God is protecting you because of your heart, because of your service to God. I want those of you who are serving God passionately, keep on doing it. Keep on being crazy. Because the people who are going to the, the, the uh, football stadium every Saturday, every Wednesday, they haven't stopped. So why are you stopping? Hallelujah. They are buying all the shirts, they are buying all the memorabilia, and they are losing still, but still they are doing it. Romans 12, verse 11. 
Romans chapter 11 verse, chapter 12 verse 11. I'll be a Christian and not mind people. Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Hallelujah. Paul was telling the church that don't be lazy in your devotion to the Lord. But continue rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continue instant in prayer. This is what David told his son in 1 Chronicles 28 verse 9 and 10. Said, as for you, my son Solomon, know the God of your father and serve him with a loyal heart, with a willing mind. For the Lord searches the heart and understands all the intents of the thought. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will cast you off forever. Consider now, for the Lord has chosen you to build a house for the sanctuary. Be strong and do it. Hallelujah. David was getting ready to leave. He was getting ready to die. And he told his son that serve God with a loyal heart. Be very, very loyal in your service to God. Hallelujah. Don't be casual in your service to God. Don't be laid back. Some of us, we are not laid back in any other place apart from the house of God. Everywhere you are passionate, everywhere you are on fire, when it comes to the house of God, you are just relaxed. But David said, learn wisdom from from me, my son. On Wednesday, I was saying that the secret to Solomon's wisdom was not just because he asked God to give him wisdom. But because he had a father who advised him. Ah, you understand what I'm saying? David had a father who spoke to him. If you have a wise father who talks to you and you listen, you cannot go wrong. You avoid a lot of mistakes. Hallelujah. Have you seen why I've walked away from her? Amen. Am I talking to somebody? You, you, need, you need to listen to my voice, Solomon. Serve God passionately. What has kept me alive all these years, what has helped me to become who I am now, is my passionate service to God. So Solomon, now that I'm leaving, make sure that you continue with the same loyal heart. Serve me passionately. Stop making excuses. Uh, when the church grows, I will come. When the church grows, I'll be serious. No, the reason why the church is not growing is because you are not serious. When you become serious, the church will grow. Because we are about 15, we are about 20 in the church. And when we come and see you, they are a serious person all over the place. Monkey see, monkey do. So we come and meet a bunch of unserious people. We'll become unserious. But we come and meet people that are on fire. What's going to happen? We'll also be on fire. Hallelujah. 
Iron sharpens iron. So a man, the countenance of his brother. When I come and meet you hot, I'll be hot. When I come and meet you cold, I'll be cold. I pray that we'll become passionate. Be known in the house of God, not in the pub. Oh, you didn't like what I said. Be known here and not in the club. When you start coming at the, at the door, the DJ puts your music on. The pastor knows you by first name. All right, Jamie, how are you doing, Jamie? Then they open the door for you. And in the church, the pastor doesn't know your name. You're in the submarine department of the church. The other day I was in the shop and I met this, this lady with, with her friend. And she said to her friend, Ah, come and meet my pastor. This is my pastor. This is my pastor. I said, Do I know you? Hey. Hey. I, uh, that's what I said. I said, Do I know you? Yes, I'm in your church. I said, You in my church? I don't know you. So I'm in the submarine department of the church. I said, my church hasn't got submarine department. Because we are in the submarine. We, you know, we, we come. We are always underwater. We come occasionally. Then we go back into the... Crossover service will appear and disappear. So we are in the submarine department of the church. I think I was with you. I don't know you. She was trying hard to introduce me as her pastor to somebody. I said, I'm not your pastor. How can I be your pastor when I don't know you? The last time I saw it was three years ago. Because sometimes you come to church, you see me, but I haven't seen you. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? It's time for us to be crazy, passionate, be known here than anywhere else. Amen. First Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast. Somebody say, be steadfast. Immovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Knowing that your toil is not in vain in the Lord. Hallelujah. Be steadfast. Somebody say, be steadfast. I will be steadfast because my labor is not in vain. Ah. Be steadfast. Be steadfast. Be steadfast. I say be steadfast. So somebody saying, how can I serve God passionately? Number one, you can serve God passionately in the house of God. You can serve God with your talent. You can sing, sing. You can dance, dance. You can talk, talk. You can write, write. 
Whatever your passion is, is needed in the house of God. Or I say your passion is needed in the house of the Lord. So I can't sing, I can't dance, I can't write, I can pray. You are needed. I don't have a lot of passion, a lot of uh, talent, but you can smile. You have a good smile. You know some people are paid just to smile. That's the job. You smile and you are paid for it. Yeah, he's paid to smile. Come, come. His job is just to do you do you, do what you do. <laughs> hey, come and take your picture. Come, come and. No, no, no. Stand, stand. How how you do? Stand. Come, give a pose. She's coming to take a picture. Stand there. You stand there. Where's Matthew? Come, come. Come and do your things. So, do your, give your pose. So, he wears a dress and then he smiles. Come quickly. You two, come. Yeah, yeah. Matthew, come. Your mod, do your modeling thing. Okay, so if that's all you can do, you stand at the door. Give, do the, the pose you did. Yeah, so, see somebody come. Say hello. I mean, when you enter a church and these two guys are like this and they welcome you, wouldn't you like to be in a church? Don't you think it's a good church? That's all you can do. Just do it. Anything that you do is needed in the house of the Lord. Anything can be used in the house of the Lord. Anything is valuable in the house of the Lord. You can sow. Hey, you are wanted. You can't sing. You can't, you can't smile. But you can shout. Hey, you are my team. We, we don't have any talent, but we can shout. I think I have one at the back. We, we can shout. We don't have any other talent. But we are needed. Look at your neighbor and tell them you are needed in the house of the Lord. Oh, tell them like you mean it. You are needed in the house of the Lord. My last scripture, Romans chapter 12, we are closing. Verse 9. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor giving preference to one another not lagging in diligence fervent in spirit serving the Lord rejoice in hope rejoicing in hope patience in tribulations continuing steadfastly in prayer distributing to the needs of the saints giving to hospitality Hallelujah. I pray for everyone here that our passion will not win. That we will serve God with all our hearts, with all our might, with all our soul. Till our last breath is drawn, we will not stop. Stand to your feet.